Welcome to episode 138 of the Various and Sundry Podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the Vault Studio on the beautiful campus of Grace College Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who is about to lead a campus-wide scavenger hunt known as oh, goodness. The Hike, John Scott Sloat. We didn't even talk about that pre-show. No, I sprung it on you. Yeah, you did. I you did. did. Yeah, that did. happens. Well, as this, as this episode drops. Yeah, yeah, which means I need to set it up tonight to go automatically tomorrow at 1 o'clock yeah. um, before, before I go to bed tonight. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, scavenger hunt's happening. I have a little app ready to go. Okay. Um, got students doing some weird stuff. Yes. So I, I've not really checked in on this. Like, I, are, are you okay with me revealing sort of the culminating event that I assume that's still the culminating event, the sort of traditional? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The uh, making a boat out of cardboard and duct tape. Yeah, there's some other items in there, like we half a milk jug and stuff like that. You can pool noodles and things, yes. things along those. And then racing them. Racing yeah, yeah. them, yes. Uh, on, more like on a lake. who can be the most successful in getting out and getting back right. more than right. more than like an actual race. Yeah, but yeah, race is a loose term there. When like 75% of them sink, that's – it's not a race. It's yeah. a survival. <laughs> so I mean how far back does this go? So my freshman year uh, was the first hike. Did you know this? No. Yeah, this is my freshman year was the first Grace College hike. 2006. Seven, seven, six, OK. Fall of 06. And uh, basically, the hike portion was we get in three lines, girls on the outside, guys down the middle. And somebody stood at the front and blew a whistle every two minutes. And the girls would rotate up a guy. And you did like speed dating, basically, for two minutes with at the same time with two people. And you just – we did that for probably 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, my. Oh, it was awkward. They never did it again. <laughs> um, so that was the hike portion. I should hope not. That sounds terrible. We had dinner in the park in Monona Lake, and then we went and spent the night at the rec center here on campus. And so we stayed in all night, and they, at about 8 o'clock, they told us, here are the materials to build your boat. Go ahead and build your boat you have till 7 a.m. when we go down. Oh, OK. So it was work, working through the night and then – yeah, then 7 a.m. launch. Yeah, there were places to sleep, you know. Yeah. Eventually, you know, everybody was done in a couple hours and then you played basketball and those cards. Yeah. That sort of thing. Uh, and here's the kicker. Faculty members stayed the night in the rec center with us. So yeah. faculty members who were faculty members for that class stayed with us in the rec center all night. Nope. <laughs> all night. <laughs> Sorry. That's a deal breaker. And then they woke us up at 7 a.m. Somebody came in and served breakfast. And then we went down uh, to race the boats first thing on Saturday morning. OK. Wow. It was a wild time. I, yeah, I imagine so. It's changed a lot. Yes. Yes. I think for the better. I, yeah. And so how long have you been in charge of this? Uh, so – I'm on the – it's a group effort, right? So I'm right. A part of the group. But uh, six, seven years, something like that I've been okay. doing this. All right. I go through the rules. Um, inevitably, kind of my role is inevitably like 
something happens, right? And, right. and somebody has to make a, a decisive call. My job is to make that decisive call. Okay. And essentially try to make up a rule on the spot that is <laughs> – that accords with the rest of the game. I see. Okay. Well, you're, you're well positioned for that, I think. I, I do okay. I think I do yes. okay. <laughs> well, if you'd like to contact the show and share your experiences of the hike from your past time here at Grace College, you can reach us on Twitter at VNSPod. Uh, you can email the show, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and on YouTube. And on whatever platform you access our show, we'd love for you to leave a review and a five-star rating. We did have some people – connect on Twitter about our last episode. Well, at least one person and then I had another person text me privately about our show on free will. So, oh, oh, yeah. 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 So I didn't see the tweet. I didn't see the Twitter. Yeah. So um, let's see here. Um, I think. Also, I didn't see your text messages, but that's that's par for the course where I don't read your text messages. Well. Also, if you want to come watch the boat race tomorrow, four o'clock, Winona Lake Park, come on down. Four o'clock. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. So if you're one of the early listeners to yeah, the program. Yeah, yeah. Four o'clock on uh, 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 Tuesday. Yes. Gosh. Yes, indeed. It's good entertainment watching uh, college students sink their makeshift boats in Winter Lake mm-hmm. and get soaked. There's always a few that are really impressive. Yeah. And they just really get out there and you're like, oh my goodness, they're that's like a bullet. They're just taking <laughs> off. That's actually seaworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. They got that, you know, five-foot girl in there who weighs 87 pounds. See, that's one of the keys. Yeah. Get your lightest member of the team as the one pilot mm-hmm. uh, captaining mm-hmm. the ship there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Let's uh, let's talk the world of sports here. Um, again, we're still in that kind of window where there's not a lot happening. Uh, football, you've got the preseason football, but now like – the starters play like one series, and mm-hmm. then they're out, and then you're watching backups the rest of the the rest of the game. So, any anything you've seen from preseason football that catches your attention? I mean, just Zach Wilson's injury, but yeah. other than that, not not really. Yeah, um, yeah. Joe not, Joe Flacco gonna gonna win that job? I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he's having a pretty good camp. Okay, all right. I can see that. Um, I did watch a little. I watched a little bit of preseason football. I saw one thing. I I, I did see. I watched the uh, the Bears. I'm forgetting who they even played. Because uh, I'm curious about Justin Fields as a former Ohio State. Quarterback. Oh yeah. Um, they haven't given him any help. Still, none. Right? What so Off- in, in an offensive line sort of sense? No help or or weapons. Mm. Now I, I one of my sons told me I, I couldn't quite confirm. That. I've tracked it down, but. I heard that apparently Justin Fields made some comment to the effect of um, none of the guys I'm throwing to here would be fourth or fifth string at Ohio State where I came from, <laughs> which if he's true, he said that, Justin, you can't say that. You can't say that, at least publicly, you can't say that. Even no. if it's 100 percent true. You could say it to your GM or yeah. you know, you know, if you have a private meeting with them yeah. or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But even their offensive line, like he played one series in this game and every snap he was running for his life or having to just get rid of it immediately. I mean, guys just coming through for like – he's such a talented guy. I really hope that the Bears don't ruin him. Yeah. 
So anyway, unfortunately, the Bears have a pretty good track record. They have a great of, track uh, of record ruining of ruining quarter- quarterbacks yeah. for sure. For sure. Tell us about your Mets. What's going on with them? So um, they've had a couple pitchers go down with some injuries, um, and that's created some difficulties, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so Taiwan Walker, our fifth starter, went down, and Carlos Carrasco, Cookie, uh, Cookie Carrasco. <laughs> Are you, have you heard him before? Mm-mm. So we got him in. Nope. So when we traded uh, people to the Indians, we got Francisco Lindor and Cookie Carrasco okay. uh, back. Uh <laughs> You've never heard that name before? No, I haven't. So they're both. I'm out. sure Nate in Ohio has. Oh, absolutely. From and I'm from sh- the Indians. I mean, no, no, yes, he came from the Indians. They were he still came, the Indians. Yeah. When that former when, Indians now Guardians. Yeah. I'm going to a game, a Guardians game, by the way. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mid September. Nice. Yeah. There's a nice uh, divisional race going on there. It should be fun. Okay. So anyway, the Mets got some pitching issues in terms of injuries, but they're still up in the division. Four games? Four games up? So I read somewhere – and the Braves are playing really well, um, unfortunately. But the Braves – so we – since June 1st, we've played on a 100-win pace. Mm -hmm. And we've lost ground by seven and a half games to the Braves. Yeah, wow. So, I mean, it just tells you how the Braves are playing right now. Yeah. Uh, one other NFL note that we didn't mention, uh, Deshaun Watson's suspension was bumped up to 11 games. So how did that come to pass? So because my understanding is he was making an appeal to the league. Well, I think it was the league was appealing to the league. So to the arbiter, to the. To well, the... no, they had the they had the arbiter and this I think it was a woman who who was the arbiter said six games. And the league wasn't satisfied. So they appealed to themselves essentially and it was changed to 11. And I think there might have been some negotiations with the players union and Deshaun Watson to come to that number. But yeah, it's officially now it's set in stone. It's 11 games. Wow. OK. Uh, also in NFL news, uh, Baker Mayfield won the job with the Carolina Panthers over Sam Darnold. Which is a sentence I never thought I'd say five years or three years ago. <laughs> well, um, I suppose that's good if you like progressive commercials. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems likely that maybe we'll continue to see those, though I guess they have to totally reshoot those now that he's in Carolina and no longer in Cleveland. Yeah. Is, where's Kim, is Cam Newton still on that roster? I don't think so. Um, I could be wrong, but I, 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 I don't think I'm so. not sure. But that'd be wild, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? You have Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Cam Newton on the – yeah. Probably what? A, two years ago, they were all starters? Last year, they were all starters. Week one. Yeah, week one last year, all three of those. Well, wait. Was Sam Darnold still a starter at that point? Day one in Carolina. Last year? Yeah, he was in Carolina last year. Okay, and Cam would have been in uh, New England. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The NFL's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, in any case, you ready to move on? Sure. Let's move on. So our main topic for today is sleep. Not to put you to sleep. Well, I mean, it could be a service that we provide. I mean, but that's not our intention. There are podcasts out there that are designed to put you to sleep. Did you know this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think um, I think my son has uh, dabbled in that realm. 
Yeah, when I travel and can't fall asleep, I'll oftentimes pop in a podcast. That Maybe we'll have to throw that into the uh, resources recommended down below. I don't have that. Potentially. Okay. Potentially. So um, let's start by um, – I thought we'd start personal, like sleep habits. Yep. What's a typical night of sleep for you? Um, I mean I know you go to bed at like 7.30, but you get up early. So. Well, well, <laughs> 7.30 – um, that's only slight exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. Probably crawling into bed eight thirty asleep by nine thirty. Okay. Um, and up by five thirty. Okay. Five forty-five, somewhere in that ballpark. So, do you fall asleep pretty quickly? Almost immediately. Okay. It drives my wife insane. <laughs> we'll be laying there awake, and I'll go. I'm falling asleep, and she goes, "No, don't do it. Don't do it." <laughs> Um, because I, I I also snore. That's the other that's the yeah. other thing, and okay. it keeps her up. Um, so, but yeah, almost immediately I fall asleep. It drives her crazy. In fact, I've been staying up a little later, like watching TV or playing a game on my phone or something, so that she has time to fall asleep, so that I I can then fall. You know, because <laughs> in essence, I yep fall asleep. Pretty quickly. Okay, so so you're tip, you're typically around eight hours then. Yeah, uh, my I have an app that tracks all my sleep. It it clocks me in at anywhere from six forty five to like eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, I am usually uh, during the school year, uh, usually uh, in bed around ten, and probably. I end up reading, um, and so probably asleep by eleven, hmm. and up by six thirty. Okay, yeah, typically six. So what do you? Say? What so seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, that's about where I am at. Yeah, so. I think anywhere from like six and a half to eight is sort of a sweet spot for me. Okay. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. Um, so. Yeah, I'm just fascinated by the whole area of sleep. I think it's a fascinating thing mm-hmm. from both uh, a biblical perspective as well as even just a like a scientific perspective. Um, I think that uh, you know sleep is one of those it's one of those things that we just kind of take for granted, but it's really quite bizarre when you stop stop to think about it um, that God has wired us to need sleep that we spend you know if you if you hit the sort of ideal average of around 8 hours a night mm-hmm. that's a third of your life that you spend unconscious out yeah like, like not not fully alert to your surroundings um which is just fascinating that god designs us that way um but uh, yeah, just uh, here's some interesting facts on sleep that, that caught my attention as I've kind of thought about this and looked into this. Um, sleep helps regulate most of the body's functions, including immune system, cognition, etc. Um, you ever had a period of, of extended sleep deprivation? Um, uh, extended sleep deprivation. I don't – I don't th- Honestly, I don't think so. Sleeping has always been pretty easy. Okay. Um, 
if I have, it's been induced by travel. Right. Uh, that's one spot, jet lag, you know, landing right. somewhere that needed to stay up for a while. Or uh, I think of grad school. I think I think grad school was a time when I was down to about four and a half to five hours a night. Okay. With with regular studying and um, things like that. So so mm-hmm. if if there was a time, it was grad school or travel. Yeah. Yeah. When I was in college, I was probably consistently through the week doing about five to six hours of sleep a night, and then I'd catch up on the weekends. Um, but. Yeah, I think uh, that's certainly something that now I could never realistically uh, survive consistently getting five to six hours of sleep a night. Um, most adults need a minimum of seven hours of sleep a night. The typical range that they suggest is seven to nine hours for, for adults. And sleep deprivation, this is fascinating, can lead to a host of health issues, mental and physical, and severe cases can lead to hallucinations and even psychosis. Yeah, I've, I've actually read that, that people that stay up for like seven days at a time will begin to have those hallucinations. Yeah, I feel like I read about a study that the, that the Soviets did back in the day where they, they were trying to create they, – they, they were working on medication or something – so that they could create soldiers who didn't need sleep or barely needed any sleep. And basically the test subjects in this essentially went crazy. Like after after a week of nearly, you know, basically not sleeping at all, the uh, uh, the results were the like they had to institutionalize these people. Like it was just that's wild. Like crazy what happens if you don't get enough sleep. I mean, um, and actually, one of the uh, that to me is just you know you've probably seen studies as well that that in some scenarios sleep deprivation can be a greater danger to driving than being intoxicated. Like if mm-hmm. you're extremely fatigued, like it might be, you know, it's comparable at least to driving while intoxicated. So fascinating stuff. Um, I wanted to take an angle on just thinking a little bit about what does the Bible say about sleep? Yeah. Can we? Can, can I talk about the text message series I'm getting right now? <laughs> sure. So uh, my new supervisor at Grace, who's a listener to the pod Uh-oh. and heard his shout out last week on pod, Uh-oh. Uh, is trying to get a campus apartment to stay in while, while him and his wife look for a house. Right. And they've placed a key somewhere on campus and he can't find it. So he's texting me trying to figure out where it is. <laughs> And I told him I'd help him when I got out of out of here, but okay. But yeah, so like, so if I appear distracted, that <laughs> Matt, that's what's going on. <laughs> they placed a key somewhere on campus for him. They put it on. They said Alpha Lobby counter. Okay, I know where that is. Right, but he's there. He sent me a picture of it. <laughs> and, but but who puts a who puts somebody a staff member's key there? That seems odd. right. Then that seemed like a weird spot. Seems very weird. Yes. <laughs> In any case, um, well, I, maybe if uh, maybe if he doesn't find that, uh, he'll be bunking at your place tonight. I have a guest room. Yeah, we we can figure it, we can figure it out. It is twenty minutes away, but we can yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about um, some biblical texts on sleep. As I've kind of looked at this, um, this is far from an exhaustive uh, study by any means, but it is interesting looking at. 
uh, how sleep pops up in the book of Genesis. It actually yeah. shows up a, a, a number of times. Yeah, I'm looking at the list you have here. It's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting list. And yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, yeah. Go ahead. You want to start us off? With yeah. Um, so the first one we have is the creation of woman. Right. God. Yeah. God puts Adam in a deep sleep, um, and uh, and you know performs surgery of some kind and, mm-hmm. and uh, uses uses his rib to create Eve. Yeah. Yeah. So sleep ends up being a good thing in that context. Yeah. I mean, works out well for Adam. Yeah. So uh, I have wondered, um, you know, so does that mean, I assume it means this, that even before the fall, we were wired to sleep, to need physical rest, recharging, whatever you might call that. So that that's not that that it's not a consequence of the fall. Yeah. That it's part of how we're wired as human beings. It's a pre-fall thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's also interesting about what that tells us about that. That is interesting. Uh and then it shows up uh next in Genesis 15. Uh well, there there's might be some other occurrences here, but here's the ones I'm highlighting. Uh, Genesis 15, where God makes his covenant with Abram. He has Abram fall into a deep sleep yeah. after he's set the stage for the covenant ceremony where he cuts the animals in half and uh, the, the flaming fire pot representing Yahweh passes through them. But um, so, you know, obviously another context where uh, God uses sleep to set the stage for a significant act within creation and, uh, and within redemptive history. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like um, the first one you mentioned is around sort of the covenant of marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Sort sort of this relational covenant, and then we have the covenant with Abraham as well. Yeah, uh, that comes up there. Yep, yep. And then it it pops up again in uh, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Is the famous uh, dream he has about? Uh, it's called Jacob's ladder, but this this staircase, right. or this ladder where he sees angels ascending and descending mm-hmm. on. Uh, on this ladder, um, which it comes in the context of of Jacob being concerned about um, is God going to provide for him? Is he going to come through for him? And Jacob walks away from that dream concluding, I had no idea God was here with me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's kind of a pivotal moment in Jacob's life where, where that happens. Yeah, and, uh, and then – to round out our Genesis list, mm-hmm. uh, Joseph. Probably we could just say Joseph. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because Joseph uh, initially, what gets him in trouble is is having these uh, prophetic dreams. Right. Uh, and then he goes and ends up in prison in, in Egypt and yeah. interprets a few dreams there. Yes. And then goes to Pharaoh, interprets right. a, interprets a dream there also. And yes. So his own dreams get him into trouble. Yeah. And his ability to interpret the dreams of others gets him out of it. Well, he got good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's just a taste in terms of Genesis. I mean, uh, later on, like in the book of Daniel, you see the the role of dreams and mm-hmm. Daniel's ability to interpret those. But, um, you know, another angle that you see in the Psalms is uh, – and this is probably where I want to focus in terms of more application for us – is uh, the fact that – uh, sleep is an expression of trust in Yahweh. So you have 
uh, psalms where David expresses his ability, talks about his ability to sleep even in the midst of uh, being on the run or being hunted by enemies. And um, and then one of my favorite texts on uh, sleep is found in uh, Psalm 127 verse 2, which um, actually can be translated one of two ways. But the idea there is um, the last part of that verse is, behold, he gives to his beloved sleep. Hmm. Or it could be he gives to his beloved in sleep. In other words, that he gives blessings and things while we sleep. Hmm. Either way. Um, sleep is very possible. Sleep's a good yeah. thing there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that psalm in particular is is noteworthy because that's the, that's the famous uh, psalm that starts, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who hmm. build it. So the, the mention of sleep there is set in the context of um, yes, you can work yourself to the bone, to exhaustion, but ultimately, uh, unless the Lord is the one empowering the work and blessing the work, it's going to come to vain. And so um, I think you know that that's always a passage that uh, I kind of come back to. And even thinking about uh, sleep as a gift, um, it is a gift. Uh, but it is also an expression of trust in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just thinking of Psalm 127, I mean, listen to these surrounding verses. You know, you, you mentioned how it started, unless the Lord builds the house, uh, those who build it labor in vain. Listen to how it goes on. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's just really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even the uh, – I love that phrase in there, anxious toil, mm-hmm. that it's not even just toil, but it's the – you know, even in the midst of working hard at something, you find your, your mind consumed with the worry of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I think uh, – you know, I remember – I forget where I heard it, but – and I'm sure several people have said it. But um, the, the saying, um, you know, God is the only one who fully accomplishes his to-do list every day. <laughs> and um, God is the only one who reaches inbox zero every yes, single day. Yeah. yeah. And so I think one of the causes of lack of sleep is that we want to exert control over our lives. And so mm-hmm. we, we work ourselves to the bone thinking – well, I guess I have to get that done and I have to get that done and I can't leave that to, you know, that we we think if I just exert control over my life by working myself to death, then that's going to bring me, you know, comfort, security, whatever idol we're pursuing at that point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it is a remarkable thing to think that, that, that sleep is ultimately a an expression of, okay, Lord, I'm checking out. Yeah. And – you got this. It's a way to say, God, you are God, and, <laughs> right. I, am and I am not. not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the one of the things that distinguishes God at points in Scripture is statements like, "He neither sleeps nor slumbers." Mm. Like we we have to sleep at some point. Like if you don't, your body will basically shut shut itself down. I mean, even those studies we were talking about, like like they have to physically keep those people awake. If you're not in that context. Eventually, your body will just say, 
and off. Yeah. Just turn, turns, you, turns you off. Yeah. I think that's a way we can view God as different from humans, but I think that was a way in the Old Testament, correct me if I'm wrong, that God was different from other gods. Yeah. Right? That uh, Elijah taunting the, the prophets of Baal, like, yeah. maybe your God's on a journey. Yes. Maybe he's asleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why don't you get louder and try to wake him, you know, you know, sort of sort of taunting them uh, 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 with that. Yeah. But the fact that uh, that God doesn't sleep means we can. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, well, we're just kind of leaving the ship unmanned. I hope we don't run into a to an iceberg or something. It's like God's got it. But um, it's easy to say that on the theological level. Yeah. On the applicational level, it can it can feel a lot more challenging to do that. Um, but um, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot where I've had to, to learn. I, I think the younger you are, the the more dispensable you tend to think sleep is. Oh, yeah. Like, ah, I don't need much sleep. I can watch another movie at 2 a.m. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so even uh, you know, or here's a good example. When I was 25, I worked in a factory, yeah. uh, and I had a boss that came to me and goes, "All right, so so here's what we need to get done." And he, I think he saw me as a leader on the floor. Goes, "What's your plan to get this done?" And I looked at him and go, I'm, "I'll be here all night. I'll be here all night. I'll get this done." Yeah. And uh, he looked at me at that time, which I think at the time was frustrating to me, and I would not do this now. But he looked at me at this t- at this time and just goes. I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> you need a new plan. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I came across – and this will be linked in the uh, in the show notes. But there's a blog post that Justin Taylor did uh, where he's got a quote from John Piper, which uh, resonated with me. And you'll, I think you'll probably catch why in a moment. But I want to read this. Uh, this came during a lecture he was doing on Charles Spurgeon. I have no idea why it connects to Charles Spurgeon. I don't know if Charles Spurgeon was notorious for not sleeping. Hmm. I don't know. But here's what Piper said. A personal word to you younger men. I'm finishing my 15th year at Bethlehem where he was the pastor. So this is a while ago. <laughs> yes. And I just celebrated my 49th birthday as did I. Yeah. <laughs> I have watched my body and my soul with some care over these years. I'm not sure I've done that, but hey, uh, and noticed some changes. They are partly owing to changing circumstances, but much is owing to a changing constitution. One, I cannot eat as much without gaining unhelpful weight. Amen to that. My body does not metabolize the same way it used to. Here's the – another is that I am emotionally less resilient when I lose sleep. There were early days when I would work without regard to sleep and feel energized and motivated. In the last seven or eight years, my threshold for despondency is much lower. For me, adequate sleep is not a matter of staying healthy. It is a matter of staying in the ministry. It is, in, it is irrational that my future should look bleaker when I get four or five hours sleep several nights in a row. But that is irrelevant. Those are the facts. And I must live within the limits of facts. I commend sufficient sleep to you for the sake of your proper assessment of God and his promises. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, that's great. It is. And it's, it's you know, 
obviously there is the other extreme of laziness and just sure. go read through sure. the proverbs about the sluggard and you know that'll that'll go to the ant yes yeah uh, but you know I remember uh, when I was in when I was in seminary at at Trinity the 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 legend was that you know Don Carson lived on four hours of sleep a night mm-hmm. and um, I I think that was probably close to being true uh, he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, you just you can't you cannot survive long term on that, and I think it's yeah. probably affected his health as well. For all I know, but um, there's just a wisdom there to you have to recognize the limits of your body. And again, that's that's where it becomes a I am not God. God has made me as a finite human being with limitations yeah. that I have to recognize and embrace. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Piper quote is great. I, what's funny is I did hear Don Carson make a statement one time or I, I read it where he says, you know what? Sometimes the most godly thing is not to stay up all night praying. Sometimes the most godly thing to do is get, get eight hours. Yes. Yeah. Get absolutely. a good night's sleep. Absolutely. Advice that he apparently does, didn't take very often. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean I, rem- I remember being a seminary student and reading about guys like Piper and Moeller famously gets very Minimal few sleep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just like, oh my goodness, look how much they accomplished. I remember praying that I could function on four to five hours of sleep. Lord, mm-hmm. think how much I get done. And then, and then something hit me. I am a phenomenal waste. I would just waste that time. Yeah. I am a phenomenal <laughs> waster of time. It might be my spiritual gift. And and uh, that you want to know what sleep might be the most productive time I actually have. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. So I think. Uh, for me, the the kind of the two takeaways that that I've reflected on in this whole area um, are again understand your body and what it needs. Like you know, just pay attention to that. Recognize mm-hmm. that some and some people will need more sleep and some people will need less sleep. You know, they're sort of the average of you know seven to nine hours for the typical adult. But depending on stage of life and you know, recognizing that, gosh, if you're a mom and you got young kids. Even if you're a dad and you've got young kids, like you're not – like you might – there might be a total time period of eight or nine hours where you are in the bed. <laughs> but you're probably not getting that yeah. amount of sleep and it's being interrupted You know, every 90 minutes or so. Every couple hours, there's a kid crying or something like and that. And there are seasons, right? And yeah. there, there are special circumstances I think that we got we to gotta make special allotments for. But, yes. but generally speaking, I think if yeah. you're making a habit of – of four to five hours a night, that's that's probably a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think too the just the idea of embracing sleep as a gift from God and as an opportunity to express trust in Him. That whatever is weighing upon your anxious heart, mm-hmm. God is not sleeping or slumbering, and He's got it. You mm-hmm. can entrust it to Him, and you'll wake up tomorrow morning. And he'll still be awake and he'll still have it under control. Yeah. Uh, we do have a couple of uh, resources there. There's a blog post by Fred Sanders on a theology of sleep. Justin Taylor's blog post we'll have there. And then I linked to an article uh, called Why Do We Need Sleep? It's a secular medical article. It just kind of talks through some of the benefits and dangers of not getting enough sleep, you know, those sorts of things. So – and if you want to throw in – the uh, the sleep podcast. If you want to, do you, you want to throw a name out of that or you nope, gotta, nope, we're not going to throw it in there. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you after pod. Okay. I, I have a sense of why, but <laughs> um, are we uh, are we ready to move on? I think so. Okay. Let's do this day in sports history. All right. Uh, so we were talking before pod. We have some quirky uh, this day in sports histories. Yeah, went a little went a little off the, uh, the and I, traditional. I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> okay. 1923, uh, coming up on a hundred years ago. Yeah. Uh, Pavo Nurmi. Sure. Am I getting that right? Uh, sure. Of Finland. You yeah. know how I like the Finns. We are big fans yeah. of the Finns. He runs now NATO about to be NATO members. Yeah, yeah, excited to bring them into the fold. Great to have. By them the on way, board. did you see their prime minister is in trouble because a video came out of her partying with her friends? No. Yes. So their prime minister is famously young. Okay. Uh, like thirty-three, oh, wow. thirty-four. Wow. Okay. Um, and famously does things that young. People with fame do. (laughs) So regularly at the club and some videos came out and – Okay. Not not anything super – Yeah, yeah. But nothing nothing inappropriate. But just like that's not necessarily becoming of a European prime minister. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So this guy, Pavo – Nurmi, who probably would not approve. No, I'm sure he would If if, If he was still alive. If he were alive. Um. Runs the world record for the one mile, uh, and he does it in four minutes and ten seconds in Stockholm. Yeah, and the record stood till nineteen thirty one. Yeah, yeah. So I looked up what the current mile record is: three minutes forty three point thirteen seconds. That's fun. That's sprinting the entire mile, yeah. really, isn't it? I mean. I mean, if you think about it, that's that's under. I mean, that, so break it under, you know, f- like four laps around a track, ish. You know, you're still under sixty seconds per lap. Yeah, that's moving along. Yeah. So that's cheetah level speed right there. <laughs> um, Nineteen seventy, uh, Roberto Clemente compiles his record second straight five hit game. Yeah. Think about the that's difficulty impre- of doing it once. That's an impressive feat. You're probably going five for five or five for six. I mean, in most games, you, you might get f- four, yep. maybe five plate appearances. Yep. So to go f- to get five hits in back to back games, that's is, impressive. Is impressive. That's impressive. Um, 1982 Seattle Mariner pitcher uh, Gaylord Perry ejected. For throwing a spitter. I mean, that was kind of his thing. Yep. I mean, yep. it's it's fascinating to think about what what the uh, you know, how baseball changed its perspective on that, and mm-hmm. you know, and on lots of things throughout yes. the throughout the years. Uh, they're famous for making big sweeping changes, for sure. Uh, 1992, uh, Dennis Eckersley, who previously set the record for most consecutive saves, 40 is the first pitcher to record 40 saves in four different seasons. Yeah, that's impressive. That is impressive. So do you have a, a leaning as to which um, – Oh, my. Um, well, I'm, I'm less impressed with Dennis Eckersley. Agreed. Let's eliminate him. 
And I kind of want to go positive today, so maybe we get away from the ejection of Gaylord Perry. Agreed. So now we're down to Pavo Nermi or Roberto Clemente. And I am such a fan of the Finns <laughs> that, I, that I will go with the, with the Finnish runner. I agree. Uh, Pavo Nermi of Finland. Yes. Shout out to all of our Finnish listeners. I wish we had more Finnish listeners. I, I wish too. we could do a live show in Finland. Oh, man. That would be epic. In Helsinki, you could hit up that coffee shop. Oh, my goodness. We should do a podcast where we just talk about the <laughs> glories of Finland. Um, anyway. Yes. Okay. One thing you liked. Okay. So I have a podcast that I have been enjoying uh, where it is an individual uh, named Russ Roberts. And he gets on his podcast called Econ Talk. And he just talks to experts in their field and asks really good questions and hmm. Uh, does, does a great job. He's an economist by trade, but sort of in that broad sense of like, what does it mean to live a good life and, okay. and sort of those sorts of things. Uh, and he gets into like he interviewed somebody on his most recent podcast about what is talent? Where is it from? Where does it come from? You know, those sorts of things. It's it's okay. a fascinating – it's a long-form interview. So it's over an hour each episode and okay. very interesting. Anyway, so uh, that's Econ Talk podcast with Russ Roberts. Russ Roberts. That's a great sportcaster name, isn't it? Great sportcaster. Uh, he's also the president of a liberal arts university in in uh, Israel. Oh, okay. Interesting. But he's an American. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's a renaissance man. He is. He really is. In the truest sense of the term. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, the, uh, the doctors and staff at the Cleveland Clinic. We uh, – had a little visit there at the Cleveland Clinic to uh, address a, uh, a health issue for one of our sons, and uh, you know he's 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 doing all, he's doing fine. Just uh, you know got referred to, to their specialist there, and uh, it was a it was a really helpful visit. The doctor was very upbeat, uh, very helpful at explaining things, and uh, it's interesting. This guy. Um, just had a fascinating backstory to his hmm. to how he got into what he's studying there. So, uh, just grateful that uh, God opened up that opportunity. It's not easy to get a referral into the Cleveland Clinic, but uh, yeah. grateful God opened that door for us. So that's certainly a, a one of the top hospitals yeah. in the country, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think. Probably, definitely the region. Yeah, I mean this this guy was talking about um and not in an obnoxious name dropping way, but just more in a, in a like reassuring you that we are like really good here. Uh talking about an unnamed Hollywood actress that had come to the Cleveland Clinic with the same condition that my son has. Really? And Do you know the name of this Hollywood actress? No, he would not reveal that. That would be a that, that would be a HIPAA violation. A HIPAA violation. Interesting. But you yeah. know, it's one of those things where it's reassuring when you're like, oh, like if they're sending Hollywood actresses to this guy to treat this, he's probably one of he's the probably best. pretty good. Have yeah. you like who would be your ideal <laughs> Hollywood actress for this guy know. to have worked on. Like, who would you choose? I don't know. I have no idea. I, <laughs> I can't even wrap my brain around name. <laughs> I have no idea. Let's go. go. I don't even know. I'm just going to drop it. I have no idea what to answer for that. Um, 
Gotcha, speechless. And you I threw you way off. Way what? off. Yeah. Okay. You keep going back to the notes. There's no more notes. <laughs> this is it. the end of the episode. That's it. That's it. This is the end. So this <laughs> is the point where I say um, we – I think we have talked about our various and sundry you just got subjects. The actress that paid Elaine Bennis or something. That, there that, you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I um, – yeah, you've completely <laughs> discombobulated me. I need to recombobulate myself. So we, we could start back at the beginning if no, you'd like. No, let's not. We have talked about <laughs> sleep. We have talked about Pavonermi, a name that you had not heard before. Either of us had heard before. No, no. And we have talked about Russ Roberts and his Econ Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the Cleveland Clinic. We've talked about Nathan in Winona Lake, hopefully yeah. finding his key for his I, I hope he finds it. I He'll he'll be thrilled that he's uh, a <laughs> podcast. Uh, Cod fodder content? Yeah. 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 So uh, in any case, I think uh, by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics. And so all that's left to say is until next time, the Lord bless y'all real good. Later. Later.